0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Data for Goalposts. In this series of pods, we are previewing each Premier League club before the close of the transfer window. We'll be analysing summer transfer business, style of play, club finances, and what success looks like come May. My name is Sam Hancock and I'm joined by Scott Shelley Walker.
1: evening,
0: everyone. Alan Bukashev. Hello. And Monty Dariani. Salutation. Today, Alan is going to talk about Leeds. Hi, Alan.
2: (laughs) Hi, Sam. Yeah, it's uh, really exciting, Leeds United. Um, It's exciting for me because that's another team with the Italian ownership, obviously. And uh, just a little bit about history and context. So until probably if you're a Leeds United fan, you know, but until 2017, um, they had an absolutely eccentric Massimo Cellino. As a president, and God save them because <laughs> he was a president uh, of Cagliari and a of president of Brescia now, completely uh, eccentric person who is uh, just uh, leading decisions and making his own uh, mind towards any decisions. And it's not surprising that after Cellino's departure, uh, Leeds United went up. And in 2017, it's good that they've got a new presidente, Andrea Redizani another Italian uh, who we know as an 11 sports chairman and just handsome handsome man. And he bought out 100% of Leeds United shares. And uh, from there, they just demonstrated a few impressive seasons, as we all know. Um, one interesting fact about the impressive seasons is that Leeds' squad value has increased more than any other team in Europe based on transfer market data. Um, now it costs 163 uh, millions of pounds, and the increase was 83 millions of pounds, and it's even more impressive than uh, Atalanta, who is going on the second. And uh, I've got a new challenge drink. now. We'll mention Atlanta in each of the podcasts, regardless <laughs> of the
1: league. And, and we all drink. Atlanta drink.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. For Bergamo. Um, and um this impressive growth um is explained by just increasing value of the relatively young players of course the superstar calvin phillips who um was really great at euro for england um he went from 10 millions to 30, 36 millions right now then they um Striker Patrick Benford, a 27 years old, who went from seven millions to 20 millions. Uh, a French goalkeeper, Ilan Meslier, 21 years old, from six millions to 18 millions. And due to a couple of new signings uh, last year, which was Rafinha, 24 years old, winger for 17 millions. And Diego Llorente from Sociedad, 28 years old for uh, 18 millions. And Rodrigo for 27 millions and so it's interesting that all of those players rafinha Llorente, and rodrigo they started they um got hired and uh bought by Leeds because they can offer a high intensive high intensity of the game with a high pass and, and quality and fast build up which is definitely a key in Leeds' tactic uh under the coach marcelo bielsa and let's talk about uh, a little bit because he's definitely a key figure um, in elite tactics and play and, and everything because he is a tactical maniac uh, with a very strict discipline. And no wonder that his teams were pragmatic um, throughout the whole history of his uh, coaching with a few very interesting ideas um always always has got some ideas from the pocket to surprise any opponent as he prefers some attacking style with constant pressing and attack while opposition are in transition so it's important he's not thinking about the game as just an attacking or counter attacking game he's always thinking about this uh mid moments where the team is in transition and that's where it's really important to be tactically wise and use the weaknesses of the opponent to gain an advantage. And that is, seems like uh, what he's doing with leads. Um, Another Bielsa trademark are uh, the wingers, obviously, and they push very high and uh, they run concurrently to apply that kind of scan laser pressure by scanning opponent's weaknesses uh, while on speed rushing to their goals. Um, and. In this case, these players, they often pass to each other or uh, doing crosses while moving forward, and that creates a forward momentum. Um, and here's one obvious problem is in execution. So they, uh, it's really needed to have high quality players to execute well, because it's on speed. Obviously, it's really hard to do that. Uh, we, we all know that. and best teams uh, might not be able to do the, to uh, demonstrate their best game whilst they are not in fit. So it's really important to be physically fit, tactically fit, psychologically fit for that kind of demanding game. Um, and another thing is he is using Winger, so it's really important. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about tactics. So, um, in Aston Villa, he is playing the um, on the first glance, a standard uh, structure for defenders, one um, defensive midfield, then four guys in the midfield, two wingers and two box-to-box, and, or box-to-box attacking uh, midfielders, and one um, striker. But it's not as easy as it seems, of course, because um, the what BLC is doing, he's applying he's using that uh tactic for one for one as a standard defensive tactic but then he's always transforming that into three three one three with three defenders um well it's not even defenders but those stay stay on the half of the pitch uh three midfielders one attacking midfield and um two wingers on the on the sides and a striker so what's happening is that um A key player in his formation is the midfielder, the central one, the defensive midfielder, that goes down, and usually that's Calvin Phillips, that goes down and um, forms the trio in the back with two um, central defenders, right? Then what happens when they occupy the whole space on the downside, then those two fullbacks go up and apply pressure. And what it makes, it makes two wingers to go even upper and just rush to the goals and create uh, chances. That's pretty much what's happening. And uh, there are really lots of uh, discussions about whether it makes sense to use this tactic. And uh, as we've seen just recently with the Manchester United game, sometimes it's too risky, but that's what PLC is doing always. And that's why people love him um another really interesting note about leeds tactic is that uh, in the last season they used um the right wing much more often than the left wing and uh, that might be due to um ailings um luke ailing he's playing on the right he is obviously a very attacking uh fullback and because of his movement they just use the right wing for 45% of the time, which is almost half of the time where they use it. And just not that much, they use a left wing. And I really suspect and really hope that it might change because now they've got uh, Junior Firpo joining them from Barcelona and his runs and his passing quality can make uh, the left wing competitive and put more symmetry in place so that they could be more unpredictable for the opponent uh, where they could use Fear Paw and his movements in the left crosses to A Link and vice versa. And then they can build up their uh, counter attack or just attack through the left wing, through the right wing. Obviously, there's more un- unpredictability that can happen. Whereas before, if uh, everyone knew that they're going to use their right wing uh, more often, it's also possible to, to um, prepare for that. Um, then uh let's talk a bit about new signings um they've got junior firpo who i think is going to demonstrate his quality and um he's going to demonstrate his uh intensi- in, in, in intensity uh, in, in the premier league as uh, he had in barcelona now i know that really uh closely it's because um he was scouted by ac milan's mancada's team and they focus right now on getting the best players that are really good technically and can play in the situations one against one uh with high percentage of successful dribbles and Po he he is exactly that type of player he might lack tactical skills uh because he's pretty young and he was playing for barcelona which doesn't need to be that defensive sometimes but Never he, he never lacks the true football skills and he's a in this sense. And so, I guess it's up to Bielsa whether at least have a proper setting to polish a Spanish diamond. And uh, that's also a good sign because it's particularly Bielsa's Bielsa strengths tactics. He can polish him, and Fearpo can just be sold for many many millions and just be a legend. It's United. We'll see. <laughs> Um, so he also have got for only 13.5 millions of pounds, which is a really good price in post-COVID times for that kind of energetic trunk, like left back. Um, they've also got, well, not that they've got, but they bought out Jack Harrison from Man City just this season for 11.5 millions of pounds. Not a new person leads. Uh, he had eight goals and eight assists, but that, that's really good investment in the future. And um, a few rumors about signings. Um, obviously, as we've seen from that game against Manchester United, they really need a really good solid um, midfield midfielders. And they're looking at Lewis O'Brien from Huddersfield or Lewis Bate from the Yoast Academy. Um, and they're also looking for left-back Doik from Scottish Hibernian. And probably that's on the bench, uh, the Firpo, because he's young and he's not as good as Firpo, as I believe. Um, so that's mainly the whole tactical review of Leeds. And just a few notes on the game against Manchester United uh, last weekend. I don't think that, so. despite the score, which was 1-5, in favor of, of for Manchester United, I don't think that Leeds was was playing that badly, um, perhaps the problem there was in extremely strong midfield uh, mid center of Manchester United with really stunning play from McTominay and Pogba, and the first one, McTominay, he um, teared apart Leeds center midfield, where you know we come up with the first and main problem. When Leeds face a fast dynamic team with Solid Center, they have many troubles as a game requires risky build up and it's exposed to risk to quick counterattacks, which we witnessed. Yeah, Scott?
1: Uh, yeah, they, they missed Calvin Phillips so badly <laughs> against United. They, got, they just were they were getting so dominated in midfield, like you said, by like and and Fernandez were just absolutely killing them.
0: Yeah. They were, they were very lucky as well, though, man United. Like Christ, I've never seen mm-hmm. them the, Their direct their XG was like one, 1. 1.6.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they outperformed their XG and it was just incredible, incredible how really not articulating this well at all, but um it's incredible how they just <laughs>
2: Converted. How yeah, they
0: scored five goals? Yes, yeah, yeah. they all five goals. Like, <laughs> but Again, if you look at Fernandez, he had an next year of 0.64 and he scored three.
2: Yeah, but whilst it's, it's true, though, um, the, the two midfielders, Robin Koch and Matthias Klich, they just played disgustingly. And Robin Koch, who, who was supposed to be uh, inside of Phillips, he literally, three goals of MU was just his fault. He he just was losing his position, therefore there was a huge hole in the midfield of Leeds and, and they had a lot of, so Manchester had a lot of half moments. They they just wasn't converting them so that they couldn't mm. add up to the XG but they had so many chances so it's kind of well deserved to have five goals. If yeah, is.
0: yeah. Like watching, watching the game live, you never felt that there was probably a a two two three minute spell when leads equalize and then they went behind again, right? So it was
2: like two bum, minutes. Bum bum straight yeah. away. Yeah.
0: But um they look, up until they scored the equalizer, they were looking threatening and you thought, oh right, actually they might be able to kind of get back in get back into this and maybe perhaps even win it. But I think it was uh, just overconfidence and that constant kind of pressing. Um, yeah. You can get through that first line of a uh, of press, then you can you can easily kind of get away, get your shots away, and, and yeah. have a lot of time and space.
2: Agree. Overconfidence—that's that's, that's that's another be awesome. name.
1: That, that's also yeah. kind of like stand exactly. like a, a common thing, right? Like he is the game's always on a knife knife's edge like that. Like they could easily you can go from drawing to to losing five one because they're. <laughs> Like you said, they're pressing so hard that everything they're doing is is um, heavy either way. So, that, so they're always at risk of, of like the wheels coming off and, and them getting kind of like smashed like that, or it can it can go the other way and you know they can they can be praised having such a good game. So I think they just it's just that, I said mistakes don't help. I think when you play such such aggressive kind of attacking, you have to be you can't make that many mistakes. Um, so that probably didn't help them. But yeah, I think though, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see, the, see uh, what, what's your thoughts on where they'll, where they'll come this season. Because I kind of think like, yeah. you know, you can get away with what they did last season for January for, for one season. And then especially the teams that are, that are lower down this end of, you know, we, we get this all the time where teams just defend deep and they, and they, they don't let you kind of be flowing and creative and counter-attacking and, counter-attack and pressing because they just defend deep and let you have the ball. Um, so we weren't like wondering if, if Leeds have done enough in the window and, and if they change enough tactically to maybe adapt to the fact that teams will just come and come try and maybe a bit more, a bit more, the, the, the lower quality teams will come defend against them and the higher quality teams will do exactly what United did and try to expose them.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, comment. Really, really hard to guess, but um, I think that it's always good to have the same coach and they didn't lose anyone. So they got just a bit stronger with Firpo. Hopefully, Firpo will demonstrate that quality in the left wing. Then they're just going to be more uh, variative in the attacking and also more solid in defense. Because I saw him playing uh, against Manchester United. He wasn't really... He was pretty good. He can play in pass. He can do a build-up. Obviously, he's learning. And I believe he'll be a very needed player. And so he can bring that that quality that is needed for Bielsa's uh, tactical creativity. Uh, question about defence, but I also hope that Leeds is going to defend better. And what we saw against Manchester United, it's just Manchester United. It's a really strong team with really strong um, midfield. And again, McTominay was phenomenal.
0: I guess for me, the one that Leeds really need to focus on this season, if they are going to have a good season, is the performances of Patrick Bamford, because he's so integral to the way they play, much like Phillips, that without him getting those, I don't know how many goals he scored last season, like... 17. 17, wow. Yeah. Without, without those goals, they'll struggle. Um, and I know they brought in Rodrigo last year, who was a big... Kind of money signing for them, and I think they're kind of key marquee signing. He didn't, he didn't really hit the ground as they as they hoped. So either either he's going to have to pick up some of the slack, or Bamford's going to have to keep going at the pace he has been the last season.
2: He might, uh, but also Rodriguez's play might be in just connecting uh, Bamford with uh, um, everyone else because uh, he, he has a really good uh, passing quality in Valencia, he, he demonstrated that a lot. Um, I was, it was good to see Rodrigo and Harrison. They were all right. Very accurate passes, they demonstrated. But I wasn't really impressed by uh, neither Costa or by Rafinha. They were trying hard. They, you know, obviously, those creative type of players. But it wasn't, it wasn't really good. I'm not sure maybe it's Manchester United or maybe during the season they're not going to, to be great. Hard to say.
0: From FPL standards, Rafinha is probably one of the better players, right? I've got him in my team. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: well, like pound for pound, in terms of like value versus output, yeah, he's 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 pretty up there. Uh, I think, like to your point, Sam, I think they they need someone like him to be contributing more um more goals into to relieve some of the pressure on Bamford, if, or if Bamford's injured or whatever. It's just players like Rafinha who are those kind of you know, what inverted wingers who are cutting in, who are you know central enough to be scoring a fair amount of goals. So that's where I think you know they need to start branching out and and getting the goals from there. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. And league position prediction,
2: Helen. Uh middle of the table, uh, as before. I think it will be not a very harsh uh, team that's not going to make any compromises, but. Not going to fly high, not going to go down, Sam. But good luck, Leeds United. Mom, you're fun. You're <laughs> going to do great. And Marcelo Bielsa, always high risk, high reward. I believe in him.
0: Yeah. They've, we've got quite a few of those teams in the league this season where you feel like they're not going to be in trouble with relegation, but they're not going to be kind of pushing high up, high up the upper echelons of the league. So should be should be an exciting yeah. se- season just for just for the kind of bants of high press football and yeah. crowds back yeah. in there. Yeah. And that's crowds a crowds back out of Ellum Road as Leeds.
1: well. Like someone like Leeds, if if everything goes right, they, they could be knocking on the door, like pulling up to that um you know, it's that top kind of six, seven kind of place. Like they they've got the when they're when they're on form, they're scoring a lot, they they can push up there but they need everything to go right, they need Banford to be fit, they need Phillips to be fit the whole season and and that's a big ask like, for everyone to be fit. I mean, Manfred played 38 games last season so maybe he's one of those like indestructible Firmino types but I don't know. Who knows?
0: If you enjoyed this podcast please feel free to like, comment and subscribe because there'll be many more where this came from. To LaRue guys!